0: An airborne string mop charged at us, a white curtain of deranged fringe. But, of course, it wasn't a mop. It was a dog, and its squatty legs pumped hard, propelling its low, elongated body, with its tummy barely clearing the ground. I smelled it, too, a coppery, foul scent, and I tensed from years of experience with animals in my father's Seguin veterinary practice. Yet the dog looked familiar— and I was more respectful than scared. Get back. I put my arms out to either side of me, as if that would protect my teenagers from whatever the terrified little dog brought our way. A scared animal is a dangerous one. I heard the eye roll in my seventeen-year-old son's voice. We're not babies anymore, Mom. I glanced at Sam. He had the Lopez coloring but his father's height over six feet and muscular, in a zero-body-fat kind of way. He had on khaki shorts and an Astro's T-shirt, and his dark brown hair flopped across his forehead. The dog panted and darted in front of me, and I caught a glimpse of one eye open wide, its white rounded. "'Hey, I know you, don't I?' I said, as if she would understand me. "'I did remember her, from the neighbors. Gidget—that was the name of the neighbor— an oddly seventies-sounding name for an oddly endearing woman. The dog's name also started with G. I ran through possibilities quickly. Gretel? No. Gretchen? No. Gertrude? Yes, that was it. Which was another oddity, like the names for the woman and the dog were reversed. I'd fallen in love with Gertrude last spring when Gidget invited me over to her little white farmhouse— She'd asked me to help her write her memoirs, since I was an editor and a published author. I'd agreed, charmed by the woman and intrigued by her years as the force behind a hip Houston art gallery, then forgotten about it in the wake of my mother's death. Until now, a flush rose toward my face. Ugh, memory problems, on top of hot flashes, fatigue, and all-over body pain— But no, my gynecologist insisted it couldn't be early onset of menopause at 41. He'd offered me birth control pills and antidepressants, but no empathy. Annabelle spoke in the high pitch of a teenage girl, although at 18 she was rapidly approaching womanhood. Is it hurt? Okay, add trouble focusing, like on the crazed dog and my kids, to my list of symptoms. Sam snorted, (laughs) it's so ugly it hurts. What is it? Some kind of mashup between a wiener dog and a sheep dog? I raised a brow at Sam, but secretly added Pug to his list. She might be hurt, Belle. The dog stopped in front of me, yapping frantically, like it was talking directly to me. Something was wrong with her eye, really wrong, but the little canine was whirling in circles by then. Between that and all her hair, I couldn't get a good look at it was the reddish-brown in her dreadlocks blood? What is it, Gertrude? I crouched and held my hand toward her, palm up. She reversed course with her back end turning separately from her front, like an articulated bus. Oh, my God, did you see her turn? Sam leaned over, laughing. She's so cute, Annabelle squeaked, clapping her hands. Gertrude sprinted into the woods, away from the three of us, and the dilapidated summer camp travel trailer dubbed The Quacker by Sam because of the brand name Mallard emblazoned on its side. Stopping once, Gertrude looked back at us, one-eye wonky, as if to say, hurry up already. She tugged at my heart. I'd better go after her. I'm coming too, Sam said. You dropped your phone, Michelle, Annabelle said from behind me. Some guy named Rashidi is texting you. Who's Rashidi? she called. I pretended not to hear her because I sure wasn't going to tell her that a gorgeous virgin islander I'd met at my friend Emily's wedding in Amarillo wouldn't quit texting me. I hadn't answered him, so I'd hoped he'd stopped. I wasn't ready. I might never be ready again.